0: Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Real quick, here before we dive in, it's Dave Mormon just letting you know about my brand new coaching program. Uh, my Foundations program, I have spent a whole lot of hours revamping it from front to back, and it is my best version to get a home service business owner off the truck and on your road towards freedom. That's what we all want from our business in the first place, right? Having a systematized profitable turnkey business that provides us with freedom so we can do what we want with our time. So if you want to learn more on that, I've got a very short demo video for you. All you got to do, send me over an email, dave at homeservicebusinesscoach.com, and I'll shoot you over a really short video just to explain that. Take care, and I hope that you enjoy today's podcast episode and that you absolutely crush this next month of business with your home service company all right everybody welcome uh, to today's session we're going to be filming uh, a live session here on recruiting for your washing business and uh, we're also going to be turning this into a podcast as well so if you're joining along on the podcast thank you so much for watching today um so as the title indicates we're going to be going through some recruiting strategies for how to scale your washing business now quite frankly Um, These strategies will work in other service-based businesses as well. Uh, I've owned uh, a couple different painting businesses. Uh, I currently own a washing business as well as a Christmas light um, business. So it will work in different types of uh, services that you may have. So before we dive in, go ahead. Those of you watching on our Facebook live stream would love to hear Uh, from you tell me uh, where your business is located uh, and maybe give me a score from 0 to 10 and tell me how well recruiting is going in your business this year so kind of before we dive in I do want to set the stage just on how important recruiting is Um, you know I've been I've been having my own business now since 2009 Uh, I did my business degree and really learned the home service industry uh, by pounding on doors through my college degree uh, and really learned how to talk to customers and grow uh, my first business I ever had which was a student painting company and you know really when you're new to business it's like your like track in your mind is really like how do I get jobs how do I get more leads and then like how do I get more jobs how do I get more leads and like a lot of your brain doesn't actually move to, What kind of people do we need on our team? And so that's the first point I just wanted to really make is that um, I think a lot of business owners when they get into business, especially in our service space, I think a lot of us actually fundamentally misunderstand what business we're actually in. You know, we may think that we have a window cleaning business or a pressure washing business or roof cleaning business, but like really we got to see like, what's actually like the thing behind the thing. Right. And so think about a guy, think about an entrepreneur like Elon Musk, right? It's like he has Tesla, but do we actually think like he's in the car business? Like he's doing things on such a different level than any of us can ever see. Like, why did he buy Twitter? Is he going to take society to Mars? How does Tesla fit into that with, um, with, you know, battery powered everything and clean energy. It's like, he's playing, a different game that a lot of us just have no idea. And so I think when you see service businesses grow in our space, people are like, wow, they have like four or five trucks, right? They have a seven figure business. They have managers, like how did they actually do that? And I think it's because a lot of us get trapped inside our own business because we fundamentally misunderstand the business that we're in. So go ahead in the comments and tell me if that's resonating with you, because I know certainly for me, Like I thought I had a pressure washing business right when I got started or I thought I had a painting business when I got started and like it was like a light bulb moment went off for me in 2016 now six years ago um, that we're now celebrating our six year birthday at my service business this month which is incredible but I didn't think that I was in really the people business right I was trying to figure out how to clean windows and how to pressure wash driveways and so it took some time to kind of figure it out but then said wow after i read the book the e-myth you guys have heard me talk about that i actually then saw wow i actually have a very uh people driven business right we hear this in um you know brian scudamore talks about this right in his books like it's all about the people and so i think as you grow in your business journey and i'm still working on this myself you start to learn yes it's about lead generation yes we need to know our conversion rates and our average ticket size and drive google reviews and wrap our trucks and door knock and do all these hundreds and hundreds of things we need to do but i think ultimately like your business model should really be um a people development company right or a leadership based company because when you look at companies that take off and grow um, there's always like a core team at like the core of the business so just be very careful that you don't misunderstand this business that you're in where you're like oh we i am literally bob and i'm the best window cleaner in town and that's how my business grows like that's how your self-employed job grows but that's not how your business grows right your business grows directly from the psychology of the owner and will grow directly on how strong your systems are and will grow on what is the the quality of the people that you have on your team okay so just want to start that off here cannot emphasize that enough and so when i look back at my journey 2009 2010 2011 2012 i did it for four years ran a student painting company it was like just get jobs and book the job in and paint the house and get paid and go to the next place and it wasn't until the last few years when I started scaling, uh, revive my cleaning company, when I'm like, wow, this is a people dependent business, um, and also system dependent, we need the best people possible. And so that's something that the last two years I've spent really making a science around in my company, and now teaching it as well to other service business owners all across the world is how do we actually build out a high performance culture, right. And so I think, like, One of the toughest questions to answer, I think, in these Facebook groups is like, how do you get good people, right? Where are all the good people? Millennials don't want to work. And it's like all these things like I cannot even start to type out a response to some of those answers because there's so much that goes into um, building the people within your company. But I do think there's a few simple things that we're going to touch on in today's session of like how tangibly can you do it? So I've seen our, our industry really shift over the last 13 years from being, and it's also been my evolution as an entrepreneur, but figuring out like, how do we get jobs? How do we get leads? And now it's like, how do we attract amazing people who want to view this company as a career and how can we offer what's called a career ascension plan? Okay. If you want um, my career ascension plan, just put in the uh, comments here, just put career, uh, or for those that are listening in on the podcast, ping me over an email, um, dave at homeservicebusinesscoach.com and just send me a one word email, say career, career ascension. I'll send that over to you because it's a, it's a resource that we rely on at my company and shows each department and shows what the next step is for that person, right? And so I think part of what's grown my business is, yes, it's systematized and yes, we built a great brand. But it's really the people working inside the business that are now starting to kind of move this company along to like kind of its 2.0 iteration where it's not just Dave's business anymore, it's like a very team-centered approach with a management team and we're growing. Um, And so that's kind of what it's turned into, okay? So you've gotta like, as a business owner, you've gotta keep um, people at like the really the forefront of what you're doing. And I would stop asking yourself like, what do I need to pay a technician or pay an employee? And I would start thinking, how can you pay your people more, right? For us, we run on um, the jobber system, right, Um, for our CRM and jobbers rolled out um, this tip function recently. And so we've got crew like technicians now that instead of making, you know, 20, $22 an hour, they can make 24, 26, $28 an hour because clients can now pay with a tip when they're done the job. And like as a business owner, all you want is your people to be able to make more money and you to serve more like serve more clients and your clients to be happier. Well, what better way to ensure like a really high bar of service than allow your clients to tip your um, your crew leads uh, directly? Right. So it's just been a fantastic, fantastic tool for us to be able to get our people to make more money right and there's other things that we do too in our field where like hey you get a base wage but you also get a production bonus but you only get that paid out if we're doing error-free work so again like i think as a business owner you want to be thinking yes about charge rate and like you know what you're paying your people and obviously making sure your percentages all work for your business but like ultimately at the core level I'd be thinking how can we build this business to actually go out and pay our people more okay so you've got to be smart as you grow this business um, you know it kind of all ties into to uh, itself like how do we actually get good people because if you are not conducting yourself in like a high excellent high performance level um, you're gonna have a very difficult time in today's hiring climate I believe hiring uh, rock stars onto your team right and so you know if you're taking the time to go post in Facebook groups like how do you get great people in kind of this like negative uh, context I think you're going to you're going to attract that right and so I think a lot of growing your business specifically with recruiting it like really comes down to what I just said a few minutes ago right like it comes down to the psychology of the owner and like when I look back at my journey I thought oh who's gonna want to paint houses right back in the day or who's gonna want to clean gutters out in the rain and so I think as a business owner you've got to figure out how can we make this company about more than just the tacit skills that are being provided on site right like I don't think people want to stay at revive just to be uh, just to clean windows all the time right they may really like cleaning windows but there's other intangible benefits right We make clients happy. We run fun competitions with our Google My Business getting our reviews, right? We have a great um, team culture that you can be in. We do uh, fun culture events, right? There is a career ascension plan here, right? Um, We don't have our pay monkeyed around with, right? Like everything's just very predictable and standardized and organized. So I think that's kind of like my first point. You want to really look at and say, hey, how can I design this to be a career and how can i build the business like just beyond myself right and again like back to the psychology of the owner you may be watching this or listening to this podcast and thinking like dave i don't want to scale i don't want to grow well this probably won't be very relevant for you then right i'm talking to the owner to the girl to the guy that's like hey i recognize what business i'm in Uh, i'm in a great market and i want to figure out how to build a team around me to actually give myself like a little bit of breathing room um, from the business okay and it is totally possible because i've done it with my service business which now can run independently of dave right now i'm not completely hands-off doing nothing i'm still building culture and leading my managers and trying to continue to grow the business but it can run on a day-to-day basis without my constant involvement and that is like Really what I'm after Coaching people throughout the world how they can actually do this in their business. Okay, so I think first point fundamentally understand What business you're in you're in like the delivering happiness business you're in the like grow your people business you're in the leadership development business and then Really look at yourself and say hey, how am I how is Tom? How is Robert? How is Sean? conducting myself on a day-to-day basis that's going to attract great people to my team okay so if you've done all those things then i would be thinking when i get great people to my team what does their ascension plan look like through my company right and i'll tell you one ninja hack here that we've been having uh, a lot of success with in my business but i'll just take a a quick drink here and we'll keep going all right so here's the ninja hack we've been working on what's called um, a hybrid role, okay? So um, if you were at Jobber's Professional Development Day um, back in February, I talked about this, right? And this is a very specific role where we can grow our own people in kind of this hybrid fashion, okay? So how it works is instead of taking a technician and saying, hey, you're gonna be a technician here 40 hours a week, pressure washing or painting or cleaning homes or whatever it is that you do, you're actually going to tell them, hey, we're going to have you in our business for the long haul we're going to have you scheduled for four days a week and to do the technician the cleaning worker, whatever work that your business actually performs but then we're going to have like a flex day right it could be a wednesday monday friday don't really care what day it is but you use that additional day as like a skill development leadership training day right where say fridays could be you're going to come along with me and do in-person quotes, right? I'm gonna teach you how to do sales. Or it could be, we're going to have you actually work inside the office that day, and you're gonna go call 100 of our clients and go and dial for some dollars, right, on the phones. Or I could train you up and show you production, right? I'm gonna get you ordering our materials. I'm gonna get you going to Home Depot to go pick up you know, A, B, and C. I'm gonna get you going to do job site visits. Or it could be a hybrid role in marketing, right? I'm gonna get you to go take our drone and go get some sweet footage of on site, right? I'm going to get you door knocking for the morning and then the afternoon, we're going to go put out signs. We're going to get you like all these things you got to look at that are on your plate as a business owner. Right? And I looked at this years ago, it was 2019 2018 to 2019. I thought, my goodness, I'm doing $155,000 in work, but outside of me and like a team member or two, Dave is literally like the business right now, right? He's having to do everything. And so I went for basically three years, almost nonstop, just building systems through this whole business, like front to back. And so this hybrid role was like very key, right? And when I look at the leaders that are in my business today, um, a lot of them came up through this hybrid role. So whether you're hybriding them in sales or production or marketing or office, doesn't really matter to me. But what matters to me is that if you truly have a heart for growing this thing what matters to me is that you actually start developing the people within your company because you know back to the mindset of the owner um you know i'll share quite honestly here like i used to have this mindset that i was like hey one day i'll be big enough you know i'll hit like five hundred thousand in in revenue and i'll just put an ad up on indeed or craigslist and i'll get you know that manager that can run my whole business and I can be like hands free, you know, relatively and have the business run. But what I learned the last few years is like those people are out there, but if you're like going to hire for like a senior level position in your company and you're starting to throw out things like a signing bonus or things of that nature, um, that person is going to just be loyal to your business until like the signing bonus runs out. And then what happens in like 12 months, when they're on their LinkedIn and see another opportunity with like a $2,000 signing bonus, they're going to jump for that signing bonus. So what I learned in, in my mindset readjustment was like grow your own people like number one, make an incredible, incredible business and culture, be really good to people and then start to plug people into a hybrid role. And you're going to figure out where your team members skills lie. And then you're going to be able to like, Promote these people into more senior management positions where you can actually have um, Get more of the company like a little bit running with less of you and start to delegate a little bit more And so I really think like you have to home grow your own talent in our industry Like I know I know I have friends that have went out and hired a manager and brought them in And it's great for like three months or six months But is that really great for like two years three years five years ten years I think you've got to almost grow your own people internally and that's what I suggest right because on the hybrid role it's really nice because if I just went out today and hired a manager, it could cost your business like sixty or eighty thousand dollars right with burdens and everything A lot of us don't have that budget to cut out that overhead but could you afford like say eight thousand dollars a year or twelve thousand dollars a year just to steal that one day from that person and start to like, build into them and grow them right and so you got to really think i think about this business at that high level and think what are we actually doing here um yes we're driving dollars in the door from like cleaning the windows or cleaning the house or whatever you're doing but like internally what are we doing we're actually like growing leaders within our company and when you look at like the best way to grow a company exponentially is to actually like grow people within it and actually grow leaders within your company and so You may not have heard this before but i call them multiplier hires right and so when you get like a really really good hire you call an umbrella or multiply hire right where it's like one plus one doesn't equal two it's like one plus one can equal like 11 right where you actually have like manager leader and i can build like four to five like truck teams um reporting to that person right so that's like 11 people or whatever in that umbrella versus like if you just hire one technician it's good, but you know, really can that technician manage one day? Can they lead one day? Okay. So I think like have that in your culture of like, how do you always replace yourself in the business? Like for me since 2016, I fired myself like four times from the business, right? First I was the technician and then I fired myself. We hit $89,000 in sales. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be like really busy on jobber. We grew to 155,000. And then I was like, okay, I'm sitting on jobber all day. I need to fire myself from the office, right? So cut myself from the office, right? And then uh, 2019, I was in the sales role, right? We moved from 155 to 582,000, and I'm in the sales role, right? Door knocking, doing in-person quotes, quoting these multi-housing complexes, starting to build up commercial routes, um, you know, BNI, Chamber of Commerce, breakfast clubs, like all that stuff, like I was doing that exclusively in 2019. And I also just posted on my status, how i had a production manager that year so if you need to check that out on facebook just go to my page and can kind of read a little bit about that um so that was kind of level three and then also fired myself from managing production as well that year um, so that was actually a big year kind of fired myself twice and then i was holding on into uh, marketing and now we have an awesome um marketing manager uh in david and so now he's running marketing for revive and so I Fired myself from marketing and now I'm kind of in this like role where the company can run right because we have an office manager We have a production manager. We have an operations manager now running the operation Uh, We have a marketing manager uh, and it's just like the the absolute coolest thing when you can build a business That can be able to run without you right and I'm not making this live stream to brag and say oh Dave is amazing Like what a miracle worker, right? Just so gifted. It's like no I've been working my butt off since 2009, uh, more so since 2016, growing this brand. We just turned six years old and I'm still figuring this stuff out. I'm literally making this stream, this podcast, this Facebook training to share with you what's worked with me so that you can take it right into your business and do this as well. You know, if I didn't already do this, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to just like spit on a bunch of like stuff that I think sounds good, a lot of theory. Um, The stuff doesn't work right and that's why I was kind of like upset going through business school is I took 37 business classes and of those 37 like to my knowledge my professors hadn't even run a business right and so it's like why are we even teaching business if you've never even had a business so um, that's a whole nother aside but I just want to stress to you like when you think of this business and where it's going don't think of it just as where you're taking it think of it as like where could a team one day take it. And then think like let's pretend you're not the business owner for one second right and you're looking for other opportunities uh like the gig economy is big now right 2022 it's like how can we be in business for ourselves what can we have and like i honestly think not everyone in the world is cut out to be a business owner but what i think everyone in the world is cut out to do is to absolutely love whatever job or business they go to and how can they really make it their own right i think that's like whether you like fully own it and have all the accountability and responsibility or whether you like own your role, Um, you can do a lot of reading on this, but there's something called intrapreneurs in business, right? And I think revive is actually full of intrapreneurs in my business is people who have taken an apartment and said, Dave, get out of here. Let me go run the sales. Let me run the marketing. Let me run the office. Um, Help me, obviously, like, let's make this into my role and I'm gonna start growing a team around here. Uh, then it's it's the most amazing thing as a business owner when your team actually comes to you and is like, hey, let me take this on, give me more responsibility. So like back to recruiting and growing this thing, like you want to look for people that have like a high ceiling, right? A high leadership ceiling that you're like, hey, I can pour into this person. I can mentor this person. Um, I see potential with them. Those are the people that you really want to grow and lead and kind of invest your time into, right? So if you have like, it's kind of 80-20, right? So if you have five employees, say, one of them, I think, is gonna be the rock star that needs your time as a business owner to be like leading and coaching and growing up through your company, right? So I'm not saying you go hire five people today and they're all five hybrid roles and things are crazy. It's like, look for your team of five right now. Like, who's the one person, maybe two, that you could start to have a bit of a hybrid role with? And I think like, that's how people will ultimately love their job. and. How my business is growing now is uh, externally with clients on referrals, but also internally on referrals from our current team, right? And so you got to be looking to get those reviews on like Indeed, right? How great is your company to work for, right? We're not perfect, but I think we really care for people and do a great job. That's the thing that's going to attract more people to come to work uh, inside of your business Okay, so. Um, We're saying a lot here put in the chat if you're still tracking with me um, Put in the chat kind of if this is resonating or kind of a a key takeaway that you've had so far because I'd love to love to hear from you We got some listeners now coming in Um, Sean's listening in the UK Uh, Aiden's out in Arizona Uh, Bob's in Cleveland, Ohio and uh, Sean's running the dis profile culture systems core values Absolutely, my man. You're speaking my language. So you know getting a little more tact uh, getting into kind of the strategies here of recruiting okay so um, first thing I'll say is like you want to give yourself a long runway with recruiting okay personally uh, if we need to bring a new hire in I like eight weeks okay now you might be thinking Dave it's May now I don't have eight weeks right I need someone I would have said hey you kind of got a plan for like the busy season before the busy season comes but if you do it in less than eight weeks I'll be very happy but generally I like to take about eight weeks to bring somebody on to our team. Um, again, depending on kind of the hire, if it's more a senior management position, you probably even want a longer runway, but um, for somebody to join your service team, um, I think about eight weeks is good, maybe six, but we'll say eight. So before you even go and put up a job ad, like I think this is where a lot of owners kind of with it is they don't actually build the rollout first for their business, right? So. If we're going to hire um, say a window cleaning technician we'll just go put that ad up today window cleaning technician 35 hours a week $20 an hour you know please email your resume to jobs at whatever it's like it doesn't really work to be honest like I think you first are gonna be it's gonna be a whole lot of a wiser decision to build out the role first right and so what do I mean by that I'm saying hey I would first have a position agreement made, right? Like how many hours a week? What's the pay? What's the policy uh, for this, this, and this? What does training look like? How much do you have to wear a uniform? What are your marketing responsibilities? So like build out that role first, right? Like you wanna be able to like print that on their first day so they can sign off on it and like move into training, okay? So that's like the first thing. And another key thing, like I think a position agreement should have is like, what does winning look like in this role, right? So think of like, a window cleaning technician a winning role might look like hey you have to produce you know $5,000 per week we need um, you know a positive Google review on every third job and we need like a net promoter score of X right so that your companies are happy your clients are happy that's how I'd kind of define winning in that role right and then obviously like showing up on time and like driving the vehicle and things like those are gonna be important in the role as well so we got like a position agreement locked in. We mentioned like, what does winning look like? And then I'd even go so far as build out a very, very basic training program, right? And so I'd build out what's called uh, SOPs, right? Standard Operating Procedures. So you should have in your company, if there's a window cleaning technician, you should have um, step-by-step, how do we actually clean a window? Step-by-step, how do we uh, unload and load up the van? Step-by-step, How do we talk to our clients, right? You should have like five, eight, 10 standard operating procedures for like a specific position, right? We need an SOP for window cleaning. We need one for gutter cleaning. We need one for pressure washing. Whatever it is that you do should have like a step-by-step, right? And I'm not saying go go type out 100 pages today. Just like bullet form, very simple. Put that in your library um, for your business and store it. So you've got it, you own it. um, You've got an SOP, right? And we're always editing these SOPs as well, making them better as we learn things inside of our business. Okay, so you got a position agreement, um, you have built the role out, and you've got some basic training. Now I would say, okay, probably got enough chops to go take this thing up online. Okay, now, this is where you want to be really, really um, solid in this is you want to have an online application form Okay, So for us, we built out a careers page on our website. If you've not done that um i honestly think it's a it's gonna be a non-negotiable it, it kind of already is but i think in our home service space we get away with a lot of stuff to be honest like a lot of lack of systems because we can still kind of fly by the seat of our pants and like fulfill the service without having like great infrastructure and i think a lot of business owners in our cleaning space like mask how crazy the business actually is behind the scenes Um, Because generally the owner is like charismatic and they're like, oh, I got this covered, right? I own my own business, but it's kind of a lot of the systems are lacking behind the scenes. So you want to then take a job ad up online. Now, we could make a whole nother hour training on this, but you want to have a job ad that's like very employee centric and speaks the language of the person reading the job ad, right? So for you to go out and say, revives been in business since 1999 was started by my grandpa on these three principles blah, blah 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 nobody cares right literally say like what's in it for you and just let her rip with like the bullet points of how the job is awesome right and hello like today career advancement is like blinking red light right how can you how can your business Advance my career. Now, if you're over like 40 years old right now, you might think what I'm saying is crazy, right? It's like, hey, people show up to work for me because I'm the big dog and this and that. It's like, no, things have changed so much that if you don't get this as an employer hiring, you don't partner with your people to achieve their goals, um, you're not going to have a very good company or you're not going to have a very good company for very long. So you've got to figure out, and I think that's something we've done well and are doing well at Revive is figuring out. What do our people actually want and how can we partner with them yeah they're working inside the business but how can we partner with them to actually achieve the goals that they want right and again like take off your business owner hat for one second and just think what job ad would you actually click on right and so one other ninja hack with this too in your job ad like literally pump up the fact of like how is your business actually different right is this just another window cleaning company or like tell me what you do in the community, right? Are you doing anything with like charitable charitable initiatives? Do you do like a four day work week? Do you have like bonus pay? Can you get like tips as a technician? Like for us, the fact that a technician can make a ton of tips and make four or five, $6 more per hour, like the right person's gonna be like, yes, please. I used to be a server. I can like get my base wage plus huge upside with this. Like that's speaking my language some people also want to join like just a winning team right so saying like we're the top rated company um, you know we're among the quickest growing companies in our area like these are kind of the language how you can speak so I think like a lot of small business owners in our space don't necessarily hold a skill set of copywriting and copywriting is a skill that is like vastly overlooked in our industry right you need copywriting to be selling your like social media post every day you should be making for your company you also need copywriting skills when it comes to actually like selling your people on the position right and so i'd come up with a really pointed employee-centric job ad now here's the kicker you've got to drive these applicants not to attach a cover letter or a resume right it sounds so old school saying that you actually drive them to an online application form so get something built in on your website you could use like a google form and get it embedded so that when they're on your career page they're just like boom click here to apply fill out this application form and keep it very very simple right and so that is really like a rough framework for how you should be hiring now it goes on like this whole thing is just a funnel right from step to step Now because then people are going to start to apply right and it's your job to like build in enough traffic to get eyeballs onto this job ad and then you're going to have people start applying and then you're going to be more into like interviewing onboarding which I don't really want to talk about on this training because there's so much to it but I more want to just like first help you wrap your head around how you build out this role. Um, understand what business you're in and then give you kind of that strategy for how to go out and put that job ad up online now one thing I will say is like you've got to be extremely patient when it comes to hiring right and so it's not like again the job ads can go up today and then ta-da, we have all these candidates rushing in it's like you got to always 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 be recruiting in your service business and I think like once you reach probably like a five person company size, um, you've got like two trucks going and maybe someone in the office. It's like, you're never going back again um, from not recruiting. Right. And I think just this amplifies more as you look at large companies in our space, they're going to have a whole, what's called the human resource department, right? Where you've got hiring managers and trainers and recruiters. It's just like a whole nother business inside the business. And so, you're never going back once you kind of hit that five person mark i really think that's when you signed up for like recruiting being like very central to the business owner so just want to tell you like as you keep growing your business like don't glaze past the how heavy of a task recruiting is in your company and i would really like push you to try and make this like a full company wide thing too right again if you have that five person company Like, don't just take this all on your own shoulders as a business owner and be like, okay, I need to get three more technicians to, like, hit that revenue marker you want to get. I'd be thinking, I'm going to push this thing hard, but I'm also going to get my five people on board to push this hard as well. So I'm going to give them, like, a one-page PDF, right, where they can send to their community. I'm going to be asking them to post it inside their neighborhood Facebook groups that they're in. I'm gonna be giving them the PDF to go put it up at a few grocery stores that you possibly could, right? Or a local coffee shop, right? People are starting to gather again together. Um, Starbucks doesn't doesn't let you do that, but other local coffee chains could. Um, that's the kind of thing I'd be looking into as you start to grow this business, is like enrolling the support of your team. Um, and that goes to more than just recruiting, right? And I again, If you hire awesome people they're going to want to take on more responsibility and they're going to want to go to bat for the company so it like really starts i think with those first few key hires that you make they need to be what's called cultural fits otherwise um you're just going to be scaling chaos right so i would look internally and think hey how what kind of quality are my first few key hires could i go to them and say hey we need to go hire two to three more people and would they go to bat for me you know for us growing this business together so you know as we wrap up I hope this was very helpful you know we touched on a few very key topics uh, when it comes to growing the business and so you know kind of the last thing I'll say as we wind down is like a lot of us growing our business will have no trouble putting 10 or 20 or 50 grand into marketing to go get more clients again if we're not carving out a slice of that budget to go into recruiting, to keep those job ads running year round, um, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice, right? And I think, you know, if you ask someone like me and say, Hey, would you rather have like 50 more jobs or like one more awesome technician? I would vote like one more awesome technician all day long. And twice on Sunday, I wouldn't be making that vote just because when your brand grows, And you start to get some traction uh, and you get clients recurring and cross selling your services the bottleneck to growth just becomes the people on your team right and I'm not saying people are perfect I'm far from perfect my team's far from perfect but if you can be getting it right like 80% of the time um, is gonna be an amazing business and I think to to leave you with a leadership principle it's like when it comes to delegating you know I had to get very uncomfortable when I was growing this company like I loved working in the office right and letting myself go of that it was like ah, oh, it's like a, a stab in the heart right but I knew it was the right move because I had to keep growing this business and same with sales right I love the in-person sales I did that with my painting business for years it's like stabbing me to like leave that right and then managing right I love organizing I love managing it's like I can't manage the crews anymore right I'm not going to schedule them I'm not going to deal with the problems it's like that hurt as well um so and then marketing as well right i love marketing i absolutely love marketing um that had to go as well so it's like each step of the way in order to scale i think that you need to get uncomfortable right and you may have it may sound cliche like "Oh, okay i get it get out of your comfort zone but like actually get out of your comfort zone and think what are we actually building here um you know time we all have the same amount of time so like instead of taking 12 years to try scale this business like why don't you try do it in like three or four or five maybe right and the only way you do that in that short time frame is by firing yourself every step of the way and the only reason you're going to be able to fire yourself is if you have competent people coming in right and i like to deplore the 80 percent rule if someone can do something as good as i can up to 80 percent, i'm going to be firing myself i'm going to be working with that person coaching them up trying to make them as good as they can um, in their role, so we don't like recruit people just to have a bigger business. Just because we recruit people, because we want to be able to buy some of our time back um, and actually have more of an impact with this business and start to work on other initiatives that are going to move the business forward. So, like everybody listening to this business, my or this this talk, myself included, we're all bottlenecking our business right now in some degree, right? Some of you listening, you might be bottlenecking it in the service aspect, right? Because we can't find good people. We talked about that today. Well, you're bottlenecking your business at like $20 an hour tasks or some of you are bottlenecking it literally sitting on your job or your house call pro or your market all day. That's a bottleneck as well. Some of you are bottlenecking it at the half million dollar mark, just doing in person sales all day. You're bottlenecking it there, right? And so we're always at these different areas where we're kind of the chokehold. Um, you've got to be like very realistic, very like brutally realistic with yourself and honest and say, where am I holding the business back? and a question I like to ask myself is like, where is 80% of my time going this week? Right? If I work 40 or most you work longer, right? We'll say 50-hour work week. Where do 40 of your hours go right now in the business? Right? Start to write those down and you're gonna start to see patterns, and it's gonna be like very blinking red light where you need to actually go um and hire next. So um yeah. So we'll wrap up there, guys. We're right on the 40-minute mark. Um, I hope that this was helpful. Those of you watching the replay. Um, I hope that you got a lot of value on um, from this. Um, thank you to those listening along in the podcast and watching the live stream. Um, and guys, you can see if you're watching, see my banner behind me. If you wanna get help scaling your service business, I am just a Facebook message away, or you can come track me down on my website, homeservicebusinesscoach.com. You can book in a call with me and my team, and we will literally show you the back end of our program how we're changing lives in the home service space with simple systems for business owners that are just sick of the busyness. They're sick of being in the day to day, and they want to grow a real company beyond themselves. So I'd I'd encourage you head on over if that's of interest, or just shoot me over a Facebook message if you do want to learn more. So thank you so much, everybody, for watching. I uh, will be signing off here. Enjoy the rest of your day, and all the best recruiting for your business in this next month. Uh, you've got this, entrepreneur, and we'll be chatting very soon thank you for listening to the episode today if you want to get even more value from david then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com